Wonderful listeners, welcome to the post-TPK rap talk. <laughs> yeah. Joining us at the table today, a very special guest. Uh, you know her best from the wonderful winter week one-shot, uh, Nikki Miller. What's up, bros? It's Ginger. It's me, but yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Hi, Nikki. Welcome. I'm sad to be here, but I'm also happy too. Yeah, Nikki, you, you have a wonderful list of, of questions, I think, to go through for everybody. And I would love for you to kind of guide us. We were here to talk about uh, what what's happening after the TPK, <laughs> what uh, everyone thought their characters were doing, where they were heading, what was happening with the story, uh, just as a way to kind of wrap up thoughts on where everybody was. TPKs are never planned. Uh, sometimes they're inevitable, but it leaves a lot of questions on the table, and we hope yes. to answer some of those uh, with this. Absolutely. Please don't do my job for me. Uh, he's so used to it i'm not i'm not the big conductor like he is um yeah i'm here on behalf of all the listeners who sadly are going through these moments right now um this podcast as we as the cast here knows it's a lot of work it takes a lot of time and energy and something big like this it's it rocks everybody you know and um so i'm i'm here to ask the questions that i'm sure a lot of you will have and um Please feel free to share those with all of us on Discord and Twitter and all of our following areas because we know you got feels too. And that's okay. Feels are okay, guys. Yeah. That's what we're here for. Roll the dice and have some feelings. Yeah. We're going to have some funny questions and some cool questions and uh, maybe a little little hilarious part at the end. So um, for this one, uh, since James plays so many characters on this, I'm going to say a lot of yours are directed as Rix and Hatch because they've been with us the longest oh, in yeah, the journey. Oh, yeah. That makes sense. But feel free to pepper in with any other. Okay. Because you got a thousand voices in your head. We know that. Okay. So let's start with what is a trait that you shared with your character? Something that really strongly resonates is like, yep, definitely. It's a great question. Yeah, <laughs> it's something that Zach and I actually were just discussing what yesterday or the day before, and, something and like today. that, just about how the different Whoa. characters we've created ref- always reflect a piece of ourselves. Yeah. Absolutely, I think that happens whether someone means to or not. That's yeah. just gonna happen. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think for Marge, when I built her character, she was meant to be very much an, an aid type of person, the, the help, the helper. Mm-hmm. And I've always been that type of person where I've, I've, you know, without question, step in and somebody says they need something and I want to jump in and help. And, yeah. um, and then it turned into a whole, I still shared some of her, her trauma, her grief of a loss of, um, a traumatic past of, mm-hmm. you know, that kind of thing. So that uh, it all ended up being very me like, yeah. <laughs> even though it wasn't planned. So yeah, I think in the initial creation of the character, that the helpful, the mom, the the nurturer, yeah. um, that was just a character I hadn't played before, and it's a it's a big part of me and and something that I wanted to play with. So that's that's great. That's it probably Marge makes Marge much more like authentic too, of having that heart line directly to it of something yeah. that you personally believe and think and feel. Who else? Uh, this is something that when I planned Vasilisa, I did not have in mind at all. And it just kind of turned out to be a connection I really resonated with. And I was like, oh, duh, of course you do. 
And it's that feeling of transitioning from being someone who is just trying desperately to please people and to meet a certain set of expectations that are really Mm. just ultimately not something you ever can achieve for whatever reasons Mm -hmm. and feeling that sense of like deep self-doubt that comes from knowing I'm not meeting those expectations and trying to take that self-doubt and transition into accepting and finding and embracing what you really are and who you really are and what you're actually are good at and capable of. And Vasilisa obviously had a lot more um, negative feelings and resentment towards her, you know, specifically her mother, but her past and mine aren't directed at specific. Like I don't hate my mom. Thank goodness. But there is a lot of that feeling of I was raised a certain way with certain expectations that just realistically I could not and did not want to, was not comfortable with living up to and transitioning to figuring out who am I like I'm not a winter witch. I'm really a summer witch and I'm okay with that and I'm okay embracing that and really feeling like more vibrant because of that while still trying to quiet those self-doubts that are like, are you though, or are you just really bad at being that winter witch? Like, are you just, are you failing or are you thriving? And what's the distinction that that's kind of where I connected most with Vasilisa. And I would bet a lot of listeners probably know that same feeling, whether it's trying to fit in with maybe your family's expectations of the way you should behave, or maybe your parental expectations of what they hope you would achieve. Um, It could be religious aspect. It could Mm -hmm. be something in like culturally around you. So I think that's a really good point too. It's like, sometimes we have to go, I'm not bad Mm -hmm. at what people want me to be. I'm good at what I want to be. Yeah, exactly. That's that's a great one. Very relatable. Okay. I really like Hatch and Vrix's ideas of pranks. (laughs) The very innocent, no one is physically or emotionally harmed pranks. Yeah. I think that's the way pranks should be. And so it was nice to just feed off of that part of myself. Yeah. Like what is a funny, harmless prank that, that is just like, that's weird. That's weird. And yep. it's, is it an inconvenience? I don't know, but it's weird. Yeah. I yeah. appreciate that. Very lighthearted and goofy. And yeah. Yeah. That's sweet. That's really sweet. I like that. There's two of us left. Yeah, there are. You want to roll for it? Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> I rolled a five. You got it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair. I didn't bring a die. Didn't even have a dice. <laughs> well, Valdine. Valdine's kind of stoic as a character and kind of has that, um, just that solidness, that kind of stable stability. Mm -hmm. And I think that's probably the thing I would identify with him the most that I share is that just, he kind of likes things to be in a certain way. And Mm -hmm. that stability is something that I would identify with. I definitely see that. And uh, David's personality is very much like that of like steadfast, get through it until he gets fired up and then it's (laughs) pistols a blazing. You know, business sense kind of. Yeah. (laughs) Zach? And it's me. There's too many. There's too many similarities between me and Bolka, honestly. Just Uh, pick a one that you really like. Just full self-insert. It was. It was a full self-insert. Is it the halo? It's the the love of Motown. (laughs) uh, Losing one parent when you're too young to remember and then losing the other one like right when you feel like you're becoming an adult. uh, And... Mm. The the desire to make everybody like you and kind of 
trying to find your place, but not really having a direction. Yeah, those are great. <laughs> so we're going we're gonna to flip this one. Now we're going to say, what's something about your character that's definitely different? You add it in for flavor. You don't personally relate to it. Just something that's totally different from you. And we'll go in the same order if that helps. So I think so we have to remember what the order was. Yeah, it's a game now. <laughs> I like, think Elizabeth like went first, but no, it, uh, I, was, was it me? Yeah. 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 Oh, I think. <laughs> memory. Marge has got a great memory. Amanda, <laughs> not so much. <laughs> also relatable. That's fair. Okay. Oh, boy. I would have said Vasilisa is a lot grouchier than I am, but that's just not true. I'm really grouchy. <laughs> oh, no. I, just, I hide it better than she does. I mask a lot. <laughs> okay. Uh, no, but it, it's tricky. I think. Uh, I bet she has a donkey. A, a, a big one is that. I mean, I wish I had a tiny donkey. Oh, my God. But <laughs> you Vasilisa, do. Actually. I do. I've got a stuffed Thanks, one. Addie. Thank you, Addie. It's, it's up here right next to the podcast table in a place of honor right now, Addie. But uh, Vasilisa doesn't have a really strong uh, family that she can rely on. Mm. And even her found family were all either temporary or had died already. Her mentor was dead. She, you know, And so <laughs> she really had this kind of loneliness of she has family that's alive, but she never knew who her father was because, like, that's not important. He's not even a Yadvika. Why would we care? Uh her mother, she's just been a disappointment. And so that feeling of never having even a possibility of reconciliation, like I've had conflict with my parents, but we're at the point of, you know, we've both grown or mm -hmm. all three, both parties, parents and me have grown. We've reconnected, we're love each other. And that's kind of a really big difference is mm -hmm. having that. I do. Mm -hmm. Vasilisa does not even a little bit. Yeah. Like worst case scenario. All right. I think uh, it's Ricks and Hatch. Yeah. Or any uh, other characters. Or any other characters. Um, <laughs> Gary. You have all your fingers. I have, totally all, different I have all my fingers. Um, I'm not a <laughs> short, hairy, naked man. Awesome. Um, <laughs> check, check. And I can't It's not short. It's not short. There we go. Um, it's, I don't know. It's hard because there's so many different aspects of so many of the characters yeah. um, that I feel like the, the list of similarities is slightly larger than the list of different differences yeah. but that's just because i like to use my npcs for some levity uh, gary was definitely kind of the more serious one having that kind of inner personal family conflict and ties to work with um that i think a lot of the time i don't feel like i have mm -hmm. um just with like direct family like i love my wife um <laughs> but i mean we we have a tiny fur baby we don't but we don't have kids that we can really care for yeah. um and so it's it's kind of creating the idea of what would that be like and trying to role play into that. Whereas if you go and talk to anyone, you don't know what it's like to have kids until you have kids. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So I can just, I can guess at it, but it's not coming from a place of authenticity. It's coming from a place of empathy. That's really sweet. That's a sweet way to put it. I try. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's good. Nice. Mr. Valdine. Well, I don't. I don't shoot. I don't shoot pistols on a regular basis. <laughs> That's okay. So it's just David have you, with have a you gun. Killed people. Yeah. No. Not that he can talk. I, about. Not, not on mic. Not on mic. 
That's um, okay. It doesn't have to be something super heavy. It can be lighthearted too. No, I was thinking about Valdine's, um, like his backstory and where he came from is very, um, it, there's a lot of variety and a lot of experience that I've never had. So that was all from other stories and books I've read and, and mm-hmm. I had to pull that from other places because I have, I had a very stable upbringing. I had no, I have no experience of what he went through. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so you, it's very you, different. you had to manufacture the, yep. the past like, strife yes and the those character moments to make something that was felt more fantasy and more compelling yep yeah uh differences there's a lot of differences too um he's a little vain uh better groomed he's uh a little (laughs) underfed um he's asexual (laughs) and i am so not (laughs) um yeah he's he's ace he's thin and he's he takes time to groom himself yeah. <laughs> Whereas you can tell my haircut is just like get, get rid of the hair completely and occasionally comb the beard. Yeah. But I'm not braiding every day and I'm not adding little trinkets. You know, and you, know you haven't asked David to braid your beard. Just saying. <laughs> he's, he's good with his hands. Is that another? Because we didn't discuss if we that was a way that you're similar. Is it, are you similar, similar or different in Valdine? Do you braid hair? Do you braid beards? You'll have to find out. <laughs> oh. Sounds like some bonus content. (laughs) Okay. um, What do you regret building into your character? Could be a trait. Could be like maybe you spent a bunch of money on something. It could be like a story element that you're like, oh, it didn't really go anywhere. I wish I wouldn't have even said it. Yeah, that's a great question. I'm going to come off cocky. Thank you. I'm going to think of anything. Better than Larry King. No, I don't care. Mine is more of a, I wish I had gone the true cavalier route and been able to get all of the charge boosts and yeah. everything sure, yeah. because I did not build her that way thinking that Norman Marge would be a thing for a long time. Totally. Uh, and so I I kind of, you know, wish I'd gone more straight cavalier and gotten a lot more of those to be able to function on my own as a character. I, I think that's a fascinating point because... Um, you know, you guys took a big risk on playing a very together couple yeah. in it as a couple as well um, because you, you do risk that. You're building your characters together and it's kind of a little euphemism for life. You know, yeah. sometimes when we're married, we we put off things for ourselves occasionally because we think we are going to better our partner's life. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times it is worth it. You go, you know what? I don't need that extra half hour with the computer screen or you know what? I can go on a 20 minute walk because they need to get it out of their system and talk to me or whatever it is. And there's times when you go, damn, I should not, you know, there's plenty of relationships out there where people have been like, I should not have given that up. I can't believe I gave all that up for this person when in hindsight I realized, you know, they didn't care about me like that. They would have realized it's important to me. So yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. Okay. Bouncing over. All right. All right. Uh, This is tricky. I think uh, part of this is just a, uh, I regret starting out with D20 PFSRD instead of the Archives of Nethys. Fair. Mm. Uh, because I accidentally, in looking for fire, summer-themed, and touch-delivered spells, uh, ended up with some of free-only spells that are only labeled as a free-only if you look at the original source material or Archives of Nethys, and on the D20 PFSRD, it just never warned me. I had no idea. And in hindsight, like we did later retcon, and this is a fun fact that we have not actually shared that we were probably saving for like an av- Yeah, av- I was, was going to work it in somewhere. It was going to come up down the line if Vasilisa wasn't dead. But since she's dead, <laughs> this is the only way you'll ever find out. Uh, James and I talked about it after it was pointed out 
why does Vasalisa have a freak spells? And we were like, what the fuck? She does shit. Uh, <laughs> we were like, okay, the whole time I've been playing with a kind of not, con- not like in writing homebrewed negative trait that Vasalisa cannot cast cold description spells. Mm. It's not just that she dislikes them. Like I've been playing her that she literally cannot cast them, not even use the icicle wand. Like she, she never even tried because she can't. And so we're like, okay, if we make that a concrete trait and we're like, we've homebrewed a drawback, then in the rules for Pathfinder first edition, if you take a drawback, you get a bonus trait. So we homebrewed the drawback that she can't cast any cold descriptor spells in order to give her the also homebrewed trait that she can cast Efreach spells. And the flavor that James and I came up with is that Vasilisa's father, who she never knew the identity of, was uh, not an Efreach, but the child of an Efreach. Mm-hmm. So she's not kind half of Efreach, but Order. she's got that yeah. Efreach in her blood That's somewhere cool. from her father's side. And that was part of what kind of tainted her ability to be a proper Yadviga and Vinter Witch is that she's got some Efreach in there. She's got fire yeah. in her blood. So nice. she's yeah. more summer because That's, of that. That's a really cool way. And I will tell you this from, from knowing the cast and hearing all this extra, these guys go to the extreme to try to be as accurate and complete as possible, even if it means pausing the recording and going on a 30-minute <laughs> fucking debate about like how one spell will interact with another, but this one technically happened first. Well, this mm-hmm. one's carrying an item. And we should pause the record. We don't do that. We should. No, we, don't. <laughs> we keep it all for it's Zach to look through later yeah. and be yeah. like, oh my God. And they, and they do, they idea, share Nikki. that sometimes. It's like, hey, we, we researched this. We understand we made a mistake. But they really do try to be as accurate as they can. And we all know as players and listeners how complex the D&D and Pathfinder style games can be. Um, yep. Especially grapple. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> yeah. While well, you grapple with that. Yeah. And cones. Yeah. Cones. Um, but that was a really clever way to say, you know what, we kind of screwed up and that happens when you're starting a new campaign or a fresh character or something like that. So how can we balance it out to make it, you know, and yeah. that's that you're not saying like this never happened. It's like, hey, we made a mistake. Let's, you know, fix it in the way. So that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. A very creative way too. Yeah. Yeah. Me? Well, right? he doesn't really have builds, do you? Yeah. I think it's James. Yeah, I mean, oh, I got so many builds. Do you have so anything that you've yeah. so many things. regretted Regrets? about your NPC oh, yeah. builds? Um, I built out full character sheets for oh. Lady Argenti and Yosef. Oh, because we could have asked one other. I was so upset one when I heard other this. like townie back before everybody left because I'm like they'll ask. It someone. was Yule, wasn't it? Yule yeah. was the other one. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. We could have got help. We could have brought Yule and the game when we were struggling. Yeah, I built, so much. I built three full character oh sheets gosh. up to the the level. They were one level lower than the party. But I'm like, these are the three significant NPCs they've come across. These would make good allies. The only thing stopping them is they haven't been directly asked to come. <laughs> and oh, we, so made, so the, we made the conscious that. choice to yeah. not directly not ask we anybody. Didn't yeah. risk and anybody. They didn't, they didn't want to impose. They didn't want to volunteer themselves. You all had been tasked with this like big yeah. blood curse and they we're were like, we don't want to step on it. We're all way too fucking polite to each other. <laughs> yeah. 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 Everyone was just too polite. Yeah. Now, my regret with Valdine is he doesn't speak up. 
He keeps his mouth shut way too often and needs to speak up and speak his mind more often. I like how you interjected that in between. Yeah, that was, yeah. I wish I wish Valdine had said, no, we should ask for help. But We're getting you, help. But do yeah. you regret anything of the build, though? The character builds. I regret doing them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Valid. That's, that's what I What I should have done is, yeah. is not that. Still have the option and then whoever you picked do the build. build I bet yeah. every person who is listening right now that has GM'd or DM'd any of these one shots of full campaign be like, yes, are you fine? I make so much shit my players never even use. Like just yeah, over, raging over, right now. Over the years, I've definitely realized the follies of over planning. Yeah. 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 But but that also makes you a very competent GM, yeah. you know, is like you really try to know where's your sandbox moments and where's your like, listen, if you fuckers don't open that damn door, <laughs> I'm going to curse all of you again. <laughs> well, it's like little things like James didn't, in advance, write a bunch of of sad children trying to write home letters for when we were in oh Granny Nans. Yeah. But when it became clear, ah, we're engaging with these letters, he was like, okay, break pa- at the table. We did and actually pause wrote, the day. Yeah, we, we did. paused for that one. And did. he came up at that time mm-hmm. with some really devastating children's letters home. And it was great flavor, but he didn't have to like pre prep yeah. it. Yeah. Would it have been cool to have like a little handwritten? child tear stained prop letter sure is that always like responsible use of time or yeah, possible right. Yeah. not not so much yeah <laughs> not so much yeah so what about no, what about no, you no regrets am i next Zach, yeah you are yeah, yeah. And, and either of your characters is fine oh norm or bulk oh no norm norm should have been different yeah absolutely bulk is solid though i really can't think of what i would have done differently if i had bulk to build over again it would be be the same the ability scores and everything was just it was he was a nice balance of everything i wanted um norm i should have figured out how to make him do more than 1d4 damage (laughs) because there's gonna be enemies with dr5 yeah that's a really good point yeah 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 Yeah. i would i would have done that differently okay oh this is gonna be a fun one okay what was a favorite moment for your character? And this is this is you reflecting on your place. So like, I love when Vasilisa did this thing and it was epic. Just just one little blip of of like a moment that you're just like, yeah, that was that was awesome. For Marge, I loved that she got so many final blows on monsters where she was like, yeah, yes, through the spinal column, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. impale. That's that was killing blow. And I know that's multiple moments, but it felt like she got a lot of final blows, and those mm-hmm. were just so fun for me. I, I liked the little mouse, little rat folk woman just doing the final. Just fucking your spinal cord is severed, yeah. and your yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> Never underestimate the little ones, right? Yeah. So it, it's not one moment, but it's like they're all the same. That's just okay. Different. Yeah, no. yeah. Yeah. There's no rules here. We're fine. We're doing good. <laughs> this is a this is a really far back callback. Uh, but one of the things that springs to mind is actually back when Norm was still alive. Season one. Vasilisa, when she was just starting to reach the end of her patience rope with the whole situation, and she was upstairs in the lodge alone with what ended up being the fake Argenti before she knew. And she was just trying to like connect with her but also intimidate and grill her and she was like be alone with this woman that they were sent to rescue and she was like I actually don't trust you and I maybe even outrank you so maybe you should give me the real information like she she was she just recently accidentally cut the ear off of Fricks with a car she, like <laughs> she'd she'd had a time and she was just like seriously you have to know something Mm-hmm. tell me everything describe everything 
also, yeah, I am from Irisin. And this is a fact about me. And I don't like it, but I'll use it. Yeah. <laughs> I think that was a kind of transition point where Vasilisa started out in my head. She, guys, she was cheerful. She loved the summer. <laughs> she frolicked She in didn't fields. get to be cheerful for very long. She had a very snow. special friend for happy fun times. She just, like, had a great time. She loved her donkey. And then, like... You can't have a character built around really just loving summer and having to escape the winter and have it be constantly winter yeah. and constantly terrible. And so that was, I think, a big mental transition point where she was like, no, nah, I'm not going to be the comforting presence that's here to rescue you. I'm a fucking witch and I will intimidate you into being useful in this moment. Calm down, woman. <laughs> That's a that's a good um, note on character development as you're going because you can initially start with ideas for your character like, oh no, I have less than two parents, you know, <laughs> or uh, I'm a fighter or something. But as you go, you know, and you you respond to the environment that you're in, that's a great way of showing like how Vasily decided to go with, you know, what I'm irritated, but I'm gonna fucking do something about it, you know. So that's that's a good good show of character there. Jumping in for uh, anybody else. Uh, I think favorite Norm memory, if, go back to that same episode that Elizabeth was just talking about. I do really like when he actually was, I was rolling diplomacy to calm down Lady A. And that was just a fun dialogue going back and forth. Yeah. Like, oh, things are going to be okay and trying to calm her down. And then, of course, I think it was Vasilisa that came in and got her all worked up against. Like, oh, geez, you know, I just got her calmed down. And <laughs> yeah. it was very fun. James was was chewing the scenery and like, really getting the most out of that, that character in that moment. And for Bolka, for me as a player, as Bolka, the, his intro, I think it was episode 24, where I was like, oh, my God, what do I do? Like, I've only got these limited spells. And there's like these three guards that are staying away. And when I came up with the idea of like, what if I charm one of them and I tell him, go do something with the other two guards. I'm like, I could do like three birds with one stone. Yeah. I felt really smart in that moment. That and was also cool. it, was, it was very entertaining and yeah. fun the way we got to like meet Gary and, and yeah. play with Just Gary. Just as a PSA, please don't kill birds with stones. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I hate that phrase. <laughs> it's okay. But it makes sense. Yeah, no. That was a really clever way to go like, I have limit, and because we've all been in this moment where we're like, I only have two spells or I only have one option or I don't have any more arrows or something. What can I do in this moment of desperation? So that was, that was a clever little... Uh, plot twist there and just having bulk of be charming yeah. and charm the guards that whole that whole yeah. little section there and, and it is something authentic. it is only because bulka did that that we had the whole gary experience oh yeah and yeah. he helped us get into yours and like and he, it was a he big was deal critical to us getting deal. in which yeah. was really cool uh, to the what yeah the pale tower yeah and, yeah and, and white throne and, and all the way to white throne yeah yeah making friends i feel like most of the times your your gms want to help you and if you if you do adopt an npc like normally it'll be a good thing your gm can yeah. like help yeah. guide you along a little it, bit tip the rudder it gives just a the tiny gm bit. a point of exposition yep. yeah mm -hmm. it's something i find uh like a very serious red flag for your gaming group in general if you're one of the ones that's like oh my god gm npcs should be banned period what? then you've only had bad gms i'm sorry to break it to you but GM NPCs are fabulous yeah. and amazing, and they sh don't overshadow characters. They help your characters feel more vibrant in the world. And I feel like if you feel, if the only impression you have is, I think GM NPCs are just GMs like running the whole game into the ground and really railroading us and making sure their characters are always OP and blah, blah. blah. 
then you've had bad game masters. Yeah. I'm sorry. It's they been, might just be inexperienced, but it's not. It's been I'm nice a GM does what James yeah. does. Yeah, it's been nice. We have not had that at our table. Yeah, I, I, I can't yeah. even wrap my head around that. I feel like if you're playing right? the game authentically, your character should not be able to discern between a PC and an NPC. They're exactly. all just other people exactly. in the world. Yeah. And I think that that's something missing at a lot of tables that makes me really sad for them. Yeah. But they haven't yeah. experienced what we have. Yeah, I love having NPCs around <clears throat> as a GM only if to just ask the PCs questions yes. to get them to think about something yep. a different way. Have you guys considered this yeah. over here? Have you thought of this? Right? <laughs> and they're like, oh, you know what? And then it If only we go. had brought Gary into the hut with us <laughs> oh, so he could yeah. be like, maybe we shouldn't go through that door till we know the answer to the riddle. That, yeah. <laughs> that last door almost killed Marge. Maybe like, can we do something different this time? No, uh, yeah, we yes. did not, though. Yes, we should. <laughs> we, just, we just left all the NPCs behind for their own safety. Right. And fucked off <laughs> and got really killed. It was really considerate of you guys, actually. <laughs> I, I think this is a great jumping off point. James, was there ever a time when you put a nugget right in front of this group as like, please take this, and they went, nah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure there has to be. I don't know if there was. <laughs> the opposite of that Ooh. happened, I remember, with the with the boulder. <laughs> Boulder? The boulder where it was like, we weren't supposed to be paying attention to it. And we spent like a a half hour like, what is this rock? Moved it. (laughs) That's right. Kicked it a little. I don't remember this at all. You put a a rock in the middle of the path and just like, what do you guys do? And we spent way we too much time checking. on it. You can, you can tell how significant it was it that important? I don't, don't recall this yeah. at all. Exactly. It was significant yeah. to us because yeah. <laughs> we thought it was important. We wasted right, our time. Right. That rock has never felt more important in its life. Yeah. So much attention. Okay, um, let's switch. Who was... Wait, we did we, we get... Did, we fa- get we need Valdine's favorite, favorite moment. moment. Oh, I'm sorry. Silent deadly over here. Go ahead. Valdine's <laughs> <laughs> so. a fart. <laughs> yeah, he kind of was. <laughs> Pranked. <laughs> nice. Uh, I mean, there's there's a few to choose from. I mean, between braiding Bulka's hair and that whole scene, that, oh, yeah. that, was, a, that was a great moment. Um, but then the one that always sticks out to me that I think of is when he was shooting his gun and his gun misfired mm-hmm. and then it got targeted and it, then it shattered in his hand. Oh, gosh. Yeah. That was just so epic. I love I lo- I that that moment was possible in, yeah. in this yeah. kind of game. Yeah. It was so much fun. So uh, I think it was really awesome how you embraced that and worked it into the plot because I think there's a lot of times people take their anger out on what the dice happens and what the story has to tell on their GM of like, I can't believe you shot my god a boo. I don't want to play anymore. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. So it's pretty happy <laughs> that you're like, okay, this happened. How would he deal with this? Yeah, what would he do? Yeah. yeah. I love the number of times that the different players at this table have been like, my character will now sabotage all the other characters inadvertently via having a very realistic emotional response <laughs> that is very suboptimal for this yeah, combat it, setting. Yeah, uh-huh. It's been great. Yeah. But that's, that's Marge is going to have a mental breakdown and not do anything at all. Yeah. Right? yeah. <laughs> but how boring would a campaign be if everybody was like, do we all agree? Yes. We yeah. go down the path. We just open the pure door. Meta gaming. Right. Yeah. Pure, yeah. It's a very yeah. different vibe. Okay, okay Marge, you've just been traumatized by your greatest nightmare. You're like, okay, well, I'm going to hit with the normal accuracy that I always <laughs> hit with for my next round. Yeah. It's like, well, that's not quite realistic. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that plays to great storytelling, too, of just that flexing with what the GM needs to tell and 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 working it in and making it meaningful instead of just being like, well, your gun is ruined. Go to, go to the next town and buy a new one. The end. <laughs> yeah, and I think <laughs> right. if we were all meta gamers. The instant that it became clear we were outmatched and that like Marge went down, we'd have been like, well, we're going to flee. And all of us would have fled and mass as a group. But 
as characters, we can't just leave March on the ground like I, that. I, I also yeah. think that we wouldn't have been able to. No, yeah. We would <laughs> have not made it out of the hut, probably. Right. I don't know. But it would have been a very different vibe. Because yeah. I think... And I've played with a couple individuals who would have been pushing for that. Or would have individually, as their character, made sure I survive. And right. I think that having that connection as a group in between your characters is something we do really well. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I think that's a tough decision for a lot. Cause I know a lot of people have those moments where one of the, one of the characters in their group goes down and you really have to decide. And it's, it's based on your character. Are they, you know, self-protecting? Do they go like, I have to get out of here. Or is maybe the quest, the most important thing. I know my best friend has just died, but I, I have to do this thing. You know, it, it's bigger than all of us. Um, or are they the type that's like, I'm going down, you know, and I'm yep. going to, you know, protect them as long as I can until I can't. Especially kind of vibe, when so. Paizo tricked us into it, saying we're getting our resolve tested. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> Manipulating Vasilisa's feelings. Mm. Oh, this is a test from Baba Yaga herself. If I run away, maybe I failed the test. I'm yeah. a failure. And she ultimately was. She did die. Um, she did not have the resolve to not die None she just would did. argue that it was not resolve that was needed for this particular encounter <laughs> and whoever right. wrote that riddle touch. is yeah, right. just yeah. cruel <laughs> <laughs> so uh we all know that good gms have a thousand voices in their head who was your favorite npc in the game they don't have to be likable they could just be awesome or really creatively made by james who was it the wolf the wolf lady that asked me out Nice. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Favorite. Nice. That's, that's a good exactly. choice. Great. Second favorite is that that blacksmith's daughter that you went drinking with that oh, one that's, time. That was a good night. Woo! <laughs> I was off camera. I have a really soft spot for Hatch, but I do have to say that the first time James voiced Marigold, I almost oh. died. Yeah. It was just because I. I Honestly, Marigold was meant to be just like a convenience. My character is literally too low strength and too poor yeah. to carry gear. And so her donkey did it. Affordable, kind of worked in character. I could make it work. And then I immediately James makes this like a deep emotional attachment that feels like a real yeah. part of the party. Yeah. And uh, you're welcome. And so, yeah, I, I'm going to have to say Marigold with Hatch is a close second. Yeah. That was, that was good. That was a good memory. Cause I, I specifically remember that moment. That was wonderful. I really liked Vrix because of his change throughout. I, trying, he started. Man. Yeah. He started he off as just like, he seemed like just, just an evil, evil fae. Yeah. You know, just out to, to kill somebody and and, and Marge's uh, feeling towards Vrix as well. Just like, oh, I hate Faye now. If this is what Faye is, I hate Faye. Yeah. <laughs> and wanting to like have nothing to do with Vrix. And, but then Vrix coming around and actually becoming more of a valuable member of the team and being more of a sidekick and... You know, March yeah. putting up with it more and more, and yeah. it wasn't so a I really light switch moves. It was a gradual thing that James interweaved yeah. into it. Of, yeah, and I think I remember a couple times where he'd be like, "I tried to help," and the group's like, "God, he fucked it up." But good, good try, Rick. <laughs> you know, like we're tolerating Buddy. you. Uh, you know, Bul Bulka nice try, trying buddy. to give him morality lessons right. yep. at yeah. night. <laughs> Vasilisa yep. being like, "You don't have to be good, but just don't be like evil in a way that's bad for me." <laughs> I think, yeah, like just the the variety of experiences. Yeah, was, absolutely. Yep. Favorite NPCs. 
Oh, let's go. Let's go really freaking obscure. Uh, I'm gonna say Borger. Ah, oh. I don't remember Borger. You'll have to remind me. He he was one half of a pair of I want to say giants. Yeah. Oh he, yeah. Was it giants? Like, I thought they were like hill giants. Town? I think they were they hill might giants. Been, they might yeah. have been trolls though. And we like smashed his friend to just a bloody hole. We really did. Yeah. yeah. And then and then I don't know. Did we we like injured him or something too? We made to where him sit down. We killed his boss. We kind of ruined his life. Like... And he was just this big sad troll that we didn't devastated finish off and kill. Uh-huh. And it was just kind of sad. And I don't know. It was ogres, good, maybe. It was a good I think boy. they were ogres. ogres. Oh, that sounds yeah. right. Yeah. That sounds right. There we go. That's probably bad yeah. breath. But you just felt bad for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Like, yeah. It was only one episode, but I was like, it was a good voice that James did, and it was a very like sad character. <laughs> it really, it was one of those that gives you a, a sincere like, wait, are we the baddies moment? Like, I know we're not the baddies, but like, aw, this, this poor guy that would that would have killed either. us, this poor guy that would have killed us if given the chance, but yeah. aw, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but he didn't, and he couldn't. <laughs> did we get everybody for favorite NPCs? My, my real answer is Hatch and Vrix. Those, yeah. are, those yeah. are they're amazing. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm quite partial to Hatch's voice. I really like the Argentines. Oh yeah, yeah. the duo. They're memorable. Yeah, and I did or the like third one. I was the say, third Argentine, the whole trio of Argentine yeah. characters. The, Actually, that was a cool character. She was just like, "Oh my gosh, you speak such great talent. Can I talk to you? Can I we just, I'm doing research I'm right now. I'm about to yeah. go to your country and fuck this it is up. really neat. She was just kind of like upbeat. <laughs> and and that's something I think that we forgot a little bit. Yeah. Because how many of you, before you died horribly in Baba Yaga's house, when planning to go out into Iobaria, were like, okay, if one of those portals is here spreading winter, it could be. We don't know yet. How many people have been replaced by other people from Irisin? Oh, no. Yeah, we got a whole secret mm, worst thing. Yeah. think about that. No. Ooh, that's a good question. Damn. <laughs> I, didn't, I honestly didn't think we were going to leave the hut, though. I thought we were going to have to do a bunch of crap in the hut and then we were going to teleport. I didn't think we were going to actually like, go Turns into Iobaria. you were right. We well, didn't leave the hut. Oh. <laughs> All right. My next question for the group is, did you listen to the winter episode and why is Ginger your favorite character? Go. Um, <laughs> yes, and she's fiery. Thank Excellent. you. Uh, yes, and <laughs> the energy was really fresh and unique. Thanks. It was really fun. I just wanted to butt in there. You stole my answer, James. <laughs> it was it was a really fun one shot. I one shots are so epic for like. Just try something. Yeah. You don't have to get freeing. crazy, yeah. you know, deep into your fun. background. It's like, I'm a juggler, you know, work it in kind of vibe. Yeah, I built some stuff in Adognal that just never could have come up. His, a, lot, a lot of his build was not functional for <laughs> for haunt, fighting ghosts in a mansion. Did not think. <laughs> that's, that's the tricky part about one shots is like not, you know, you don't get to know a lot. So, okay. Um, all right. We're talking about our characters. And I would like to know, what is the moment that you were incredibly proud of your character? Ooh, that's tricky. Wow. Um, it's okay. If we don't have anything, we can edit well, that question out. See, I wanted that to be the Hecuva fight, and it just, it didn't happen. Like, he he missed, and my, there was bad rolls. Like, that was so perfect for Bolka. It was it was a perfect encounter for him. And mm. he just kind of failed. But I, that's a moment that I would have been really excited for him. And be like, <laughs> yes! <laughs> Channel smite. And is that where it was thing. you and I fighting the Hecuba? Or is it the other really was uh, Vasilisa also. Yeah, Vasilisa. Okay. Marge wanted nothing to do with Right, the, she stayed any, outside. The place yeah. that has screaming children voices in your head. She yeah. did not yeah. want to go there. I remember that. 
Um, but yeah, I, I'm like, I've got the perfect magic anti-undead thing, and it missed. And then Vasilisa's like, what about burning hands? Oh, they're all dead. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> when, when in doubt, burning hands. I think Vasilisa, for her, it would be the top of the Pale Tower. Mm-hmm. Like, being able to get all the way there to the top of this tower and put a stop to the ritual that was happening. Mm-hmm. That or a toss-up with not being completely immediately murdered by Najena Vasilyovna. She was so close to immediately oh. murdered that it's hard. But like, yeah, sta- like being brave enough to like zip in there that to was a ball get move. up on top of this Yadviga white witch that she had every reason to be terrified of. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think was a proud moment. She was brave. Excellent. Yeah. Yeah, that little teleport was, it was that was very yeah. lightning bold. step to probable death. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but not yet, not quite. Yeah, man, I should have lightning stepped to fucking try to escape through the walls or some shit. But no, <laughs> I I have one for for March actually. Yeah, I was incredibly proud of because we all know we all know that telltale line. What is it? My character would have done that kind of. It's vibe. what my character would do, and it was when the children were in danger. And you were so concerned. I think you had only met one or two at that time. Mm-hmm. And I feel like the general vibe of like the group slash storyline was like, they're probably okay. Like they're not part of the end. Marge was like, no, <laughs> we are going to find, I can't get to my children. I've been through enough shit. We are going to make sure these babies are okay. And I was like, yeah, you go mama Marge. <laughs> <laughs> nice. so I, was, I remember being incredibly proud because it's hard sometimes when you're like, this is going to delay the yeah. adventure. This is kind Kind of site, and you know, sometimes your GM has that prepared, and sometimes he's like, "Oh God, I, I had four storylines ready, and you chose a fifth, you know." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but genuine conflict between the characters is interesting, and yeah. it's it's fun. It's like if if all four of you always agree, mm-hmm. it does get a little dull. And yeah. It's, it's nice. There sh- there should be differences of of goals. We if they're if they're each individual characters, mm-hmm. they will disagree sometimes. Yeah. It's fun to play that. Okay. Oh, um, what was one of your favorite descriptions of like locations that you really enjoyed? I really liked my description we did at the beginning of this. I teared myself up mm-hmm. yeah. and I got sniffly. The post TV. Yeah. 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 The, the post TV. I was very proud See? of that one. I wrote it in 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Nice uh, job. 10 minutes before we recorded. Feel pretty good about that one. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. It was it was a nice bittersweet send off because we know everybody's dealing with the feels right now, a little disappointment and a little sadness, and that's why we're you know reflecting on some of the great parts that we really appreciated about it that made them real characters to us. So favorite descriptions of locations I mean, or different parts in White Throne. I I liked the the oddity of the gingerbread houses and the the woodwork on the houses mm. with the, the, the that juxtaposition of like that kind of seems pleasant. Why is that here? And then that combined with as we're crossing the uh, the, sc- the skull, the bone road. Mm-hmm. And as we're discussing these, James, feel free to let us know whether that was like in the book or if you got to kind of embellish and yeah, create the, your own. The, the gingerbread is all in the book. That's like a characteristic of White Throne is that the woodworkers of White Throne will always, they, they send somebody out like every year to one of the various locations on Galarian in order to learn a new woodworking technique that they then bring back and incorporate into just the overall White Throne style. It's just so weird that literally the best carpenters are in Erison. Yeah. Like, 
period. How fucking weird. <laughs> what else are they going to do with their time? There's nothing else to do in Aries. <laughs> We're grounded from everything else. I, I liked the, and this is way back in book one, um, the forest with the effigies. Mm. Because oh. e- even though there was some, oh yeah, that there was some questions on the the, the birds, like the twine, and the and the, <laughs> mm-hmm. and the tie yeah. up, so and the creepy. But the way it was described, and the way it, it did, it it was very very eerie. creepy and eerie, and I was freaking worried. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. It made me so oh, yeah. very true scared of yeah. what was going to happen because of the, dis- the the really good description of the eeriness that, that yeah. was left. The, there. the book gave me a little bit like that was a part in the book, but they just kind of skimmed over it, and I'm like, no. We're embellishing on this. Yeah, yeah. It was a good let's, choice. let's focus on how fucking weird this it is. It really and, set and the that tone. Was great. You were right to be worried. You just didn't yeah. stay worried long enough. No, <laughs> true. that's true. Yeah, it's like okay, we were past it. <laughs> no, right. we should have kept worrying about right. it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That big long trek we took, where we were going across miles of snow and just kind of boring scenery, and all of a sudden we hit this verdant green yes. druidic. Like I just could picture the that circle. in my mind. The mm-hmm. way that you described it how you built that area that part was cool i really liked that that went through my mind too yeah it's a good it was yeah. a good description mm-hmm. and that's where valdine got therapy that's also why valdine liked <laughs> that though. was that book or was that james uh part of that was book um you are supposed to come across like a green landscape for a short time and that's it the, the book and is it druid circles or no? It is druid circles. Yeah. So but we that was Herbert. We had to have yeah. Herbert. <laughs> in the book, what's supposed to happen is you come across this green mysterious space and you move across it and that's it. That's all the book gives you. Oh wow. Um, <laughs> you guys, but it gives the GM like all this background information about how there are druidic circles in the area that have been kind of rallying against the winter of Irisin for thousands of years um and part of that is making these little outcroppings of green space and kind of returning it to the natural order Mm. the reason why this one still existed though is because the queen's minions are so overwhelmed and other places trying Mm -hmm. to organize you know this mass invasion that they haven't been able to go back in and kind of stamp down these little outcroppings and reset them to the winter area it gives me all of that and then it's like and that's what you know, and they never will. And Aww. I said, well, that's that's dumb. not satisfying. Yeah. Um, so I expanded it out, and we needed to to bring in Herbert the pervert somehow um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> from executive producer decision. Uh, <laughs> and I was like, yeah, this is perfect. A, a nice little area where they've given me a nice, hearty chunk of bread, and we can just expand on it. Nice. Nice. Yeah, I, I liked the description of the fishing town right outside of white throne like with the all of the the fishermen and the shacks and like when we met mook just like the the piles of trash and mm-hmm. this little trash goblin with his little goblin dog yeah, that was just very doing visual. his thing like that yeah. was very visually appealing but i think something that kind of stood out in my head weirdly like it feels like a random scene to stand out is when we came out from the first portal and there was just like the obvious remnants of the fight that the black rider had had before he came through the portal and we transitioned from that into the like big praying mantis creature fighting against like these group of locals and we first met kappa because i think I hadn't given any thought at all to, oh, a portal goes both ways, something from 
Taldor might have made its way to Menace mm. Irison. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that was just a very like vivid, like, ta-da, praying mantis fight image that was <laughs> yeah. like, oh, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> Came out of nowhere for me. The last one, I was surprised nobody said, but I just I found it so visually like easy to just be immersed in the description of the chicken huts. Yeah. You know, just the way they were creaking and rising and standing and turning slowly. And oh, that was that was just kind of an epic. You moment. should have been here to see it on the screen. It was oh, really yeah. cool on the screen. Was... <gasps> on the map. <laughs> um, what would you like to say to the listeners who have been following you guys along on this journey? You're all crazy. <laughs> but we love you. All the best. We're, we're sorry. We're, we're sorry. Crazy. No. Um, I think just uh, it's really meant a lot to see a, a story that we've just been telling with each other actually touch and be interesting to other people and have them invested in our characters yeah. and our story. It feels really cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really great. Yeah. Thank you for listening. Yeah, yes, thank you, and we're sorry. Yeah, yeah, I'm Thanks. not sorry. Sorry, I'm not sorry. I tried my best. <laughs> <laughs> we we tried. We've mentioned it's very rare that there's a TPK on an actual play yeah. podcast. Yeah, and on the one hand, good for us, like just saying that's how it played out because it's that it's a truly devastating games. scene and it's relatable to anyone who's lived through a TPK the way it can spiral out of control really quickly but also it feels unfortunate cuz like i want i want to have a full 2 years of role played gameplay where everyone's grieving each individual character and there's no one left to grieve yeah. mm-hmm. except for our audience and us but it's it's amazing that everybody and i've been a avid listener myself it's just We've been along for the ride and really enjoyed the storytelling and the amazing interactions and, you know, rooting for some characters to stay alive and others to get laid and others to, (laughs) you know, find that epic loot. Um, So, yeah, it's thank you. Thank you, everybody who's who's been along for this journey. It's absolutely it's hard to let go of characters, but I appreciate the realness of it because real real D&D style games do, you know, get TPK'd and. You have to deal with it, you know. So, I I have a couple questions, but I feel like I missed my window, though. Oh, what's your question? It's no longer question time. Oh, what? Well, what? Well, I I wanted to know if there was anything in anybody's build because I know a lot of people build their characters way past where they are. Did mm-hmm. does anyone have anything cool that they were like looking forward to at level like fifteen or eleven, or was mm-hmm. there anything Good in your question. build that was that we you're never gonna get to? No, I I think by <laughs> yes. the time you guys hit level ten, I was gonna level up the NPCs. Nice. That would have been been fun. They would have started to take like actual player class. I was looking forward to Valdin getting his feet. What were you? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, you took a prereq feet that you hated. Yeah, it was it's dumb because it doesn't apply to ranged. But you were gonna get. Uh huh. I was gonna get a ricochet shot. Oh, cool! Which is one of the coolest things I've read, and I really wanted to. So you can level eight is you can literally like shoot off of walls Uh and stuff. Oh, bounce ball it around the corner. Yep, you can do fun stuff with that one. Yeah. I was excited to actually be able to dimension door, and then I did it once. Th- no, right? I was so glad yeah. I did. That was so <laughs> yeah. yeah, it was an we epic got, use I of it. We got one of those in Nikki. there. I did it. Once. Epic. You saved my you life for a minute it. or for thirty seconds. <laughs> it was less than a minute for yeah. sure, but we tried. Uh, rounds of combat. Yeah. yeah. 
I, don't, I was really looking forward to my next hex, but that's just because there's way too many really great witch yeah, hexes. You want all yeah. of the hexes. You want yeah. all of them. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, I can fly. I can misfortune. I can... <gasps> Honestly, I was having a hard time figuring out where Marge was going to go next. I was thinking of possibly multi-classing her mm-hmm. into a magic, like a Megus or yeah. something yeah. like that. I mean, there was a lot of possibilities floating around. I also was feeling completely honestly that it was getting close to Marge's time to be done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. Just from my she... perspective, she was, she, she was very exhausting to play, but I don't know how long she really could have held in there Yeah, with all of the <clears throat> a trauma and everything. I it fully expected her to, I, I thought she was going to die in this, it, 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 she did, but I thought she was going to die and everybody else was going to live. Yeah. Um, and I was fully prepared for that emotionally and, mm-hmm. and everything. I was ready to, to put her to rest and, and to move on to something else. So that's why maybe my answer was, no, <laughs> I don't have anything in the future because I really didn't know what I was going to do with her yet. <laughs> but, you know, she's she was a blast to play. We I think all of our characters were fantastic and really yeah. a lot of depth and emotion to them. And, and I'm, I'm proud of us. I was looking forward to using that new Haro deck I pre-ordered. Oh, <laughs> that's yeah. right, in real life. Yeah, I mean, I'll use it for me, but like I'm, I'm kind of obligated mm. myself to building another character that has a hero deck just so I, I would not be mad. Excuse. That <laughs> would be epic. <laughs> it was fun. Well, the yeah. reason I was asking is because I, oh, I was so excited uh, that Bulka was eventually. I was going to spend all of level ten, like kind of complaining about his back and like maybe he's got like oh like you could back problems and then at level 11 he was going to sprout a pair of giant golden wings yes. and, he was so yeah. and, was, was like, and I went to Hero Forge and I made I the, the mini oh. <laughs> all ready to go but uh, I was bummed that. and then okay so and then my other question was and this is mainly again for Elizabeth but anybody Ooh. else did when we went home after the TPK did anyone have like I'm going to go back over my kit and see what could I have done differently? What should I have done differently? What huh. what was the, if, I, if there was a second yeah. chance theater, what would I do? I think, unfortunately, what it comes down to for Vasilisa is that she needed to have prepared completely different spells than yeah. she had. And also, because uh, she, she, she had the knowledge, this is probably a dream, and got overconfident and mm. busted in there. But really none of the spells that she'd prepared maybe like two or three of them were good versus an animate dream and everyone was like right in there and they were all like aoe like the ones that might have done some damage were like aoe yeah and so i think that was wouldn't have ran into the room yeah (laughs) and separated myself from the rest of the party i wouldn't have given valdine my iron torch so that i could have run away more effectively that did kind of hinder us a little bit I think I wouldn't have, uh, when I went to go cast Cure on myself, the first spell I got rid of was mm-hmm. Archon's Aura, which this thing probably could have made some will saves, but it still, it would have slowed it down from attacking us. That would have been good. But listening to the episode just before it, you had just gotten Summon Monster 5. Yeah, and I didn't fucking use it or prepare it. Right? Oh, you didn't prepare it? I didn't prepare oh, it at all. Oh, okay. Because I was looking at the list, and I'm like, wait, I think there's I was a like, good oh, outsider. I'm that going to prepare threefold aspect because we're solving riddles, and I might need that flexibility, and I'm going to prepare um, Dimension Door. Yeah. I had You're no sure. useful tool. Like, Man. I didn't even prepare Summon Monster 5. I didn't, <sighs> and I had it. Spell choices make a difference. Yeah. Had I but known. Yeah. 
Yeah. I would, probably would have grabbed a magic weapon. Right? I had a magic weapon. Hold the magic in hand. Did not grab the magic Didn't weapon. Even think. I, yeah. <laughs> if only Valdean's gun was magic. the oil. Yeah. We'd have been fine. Get the, I had the oil of magic weapon. weapon in my handy haversack. So yeah, like things right there. <laughs> that right there. By the way. We were just not prepared <laughs> nope. at all. Oh. Nope. And... It happened. Yeah. We, we made mistakes. Yeah. Yeah. For and, sure. And there, you guys didn't have any foresight. There was no foresight possible. No. Which again is partly our, our, like, there might have been ways to like sneak a peek or to like look at what the other riddle was and decide, ah, uh, are we prepared for this or are we prepared to go out and find that dragon the way that we prepared spells for? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I literally had comprehend languages prepared because I thought we might be leaving the hut to talk, talk to, to Iaborians. Oh. oh <laughs> or dragons. Or like I was like, I'm going to comprehend languages. I'm going to travel. I'm going to... No. <laughs> so yeah, we, we got ahead of ourselves, I think. I, yeah. Yeah, ran head first. Yeah, yeah. It happens. It does. (laughs) It does. We are on to a somewhat more fun aspect (laughs) because we've heard a lot of voices from all of these characters. If you would just, for me, introduce your character in your voice, say, hi, my name is blank. That's all you got to do. We'll start on the right and we'll go around. Hi, my name is Valdine. And I'm Marge, don't you know? Oh, hello, I'm Bolka. I'm uh, a match. And I'm Frix. <laughs> and I am Gary. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I am Vasilisa Morozova. Oh, you are from Morozny. Indeed. Uh, you can call me Lisa, though. <laughs> all right, fair warning. That was all you got. Where's that D6? All right, you're going first. Go ahead and roll me a D6. Three. All right. You, sir, are going to be a... Uh, Telling someone off for taking your parking spot. Roll the dice one more time. Ooh. Two. As a hatch. Go. <laughs> uh, that's my uh, parking space. You, you, you took it. That's, about, my, my, that's where I park. I park there. It's, it's my space that I park. It, that's uh, You're in my parking space. It's, it's where I would get, get out of my parking space. It's where I would park. <laughs> that's so good. That's good. That was good. All right, pass it along. Someone pranked Hatch by parking in his spot. (laughs) (laughs) Pranked. Okay, go ahead and roll it. Two. Two. You are going to be asking directions to the bathroom as... Five. Bolka. (laughs) (laughs) Can't wait to hear this. I am terrible at voices. (laughs) Unless it's something I've practiced a lot of. Ah. Oh, hello. <laughs> Would you mind telling me where the bathroom is? I'm <laughs> really have to take a leak. Oh. <laughs> so good. It's the only way I knew it. Maybe yeah. possibly yeah. get to the voice with a hello. <laughs> hello. That was good. Hello. That was really good. That was good. We got we got some almost tears in the table. That was My golden um, bladder is overflowing. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna roll nine. Six. Okay, you need to tell a knock knock joke as piece cake. <laughs> Three. Vasilisa. <laughs> <laughs> I like how you started this off as piece of cake. <laughs> <It's just laughs> contemplation. Yes. Well, because now I gotta I've gotta think of a joke. <laughs> well, that's what you do the best. Uh, I'm, just, I'm glad you got that one and not me. 
Got to get into the, the, the mindset of Vasilis. Okay. <laughs> I normally would be happy, but it's too cold. <laughs> Getting in character. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Knock, knock. Who's there? Hatch. Hatch who? God bless you. <laughs> <laughs> that was cute. That was, that was cute adorable. on the fly. Well done. That was cute. Sorry, I was just a, a different version of Bolka. I just couldn't really see it, though. Oh, God, this is so perfect. I'm so excited. Oh, God. You are awkwardly running into Baba Yaga at Cheesecake Factory. <laughs> okay. All right. Six. As Valdine. Yeah. Oh, this would be good. Hey, wait. <laughs> are you Baba Yaga? We've been looking for y'all. What? <laughs> You've been hiding here the whole time? <laughs> She's been reading the menu. She's on page 20. Right. She hasn't <laughs> trying the all the endless. cheesecake one at a time. God, that's amazing. <laughs> that was good. Uh, right. uh, James, you get yours assigned yeah. to you. Yep, yep, um, yep. You are going to be playing Marge. Okay. Um, I need you to roll a one or a five. Five. Trying to get off the phone with Herbert. <laughs> oh, you know Herbert. That's that's real nice and everything, but uh, we've we've really really gotta get to going right now. Um, I'm glad you had a good bath. I don't need to know about how the sunshine feels on your you know what. Um, really, thank you so much for calling. We really appreciate. Yes, Valdine's he's sleeping. What I don't know what he sleeps in. No, I don't. Okay, I'm gonna let you go now. You you have a yes. Okay, you you have a good one now. Okay, okay, okay. But mm, I don't love you. Okay, bye. <laughs> well done. That was great. Nice. Fantastic. Oh, great. Oh, my. Uh, I'm going to end with just one of my favorite stupid, stupid moments in this whole podcast. That I There's two that I think about all the time. And the one is, I don't remember what you guys were doing. But at one point, David was voicing Valdine, who was like 80 years old or something. Bulka, oh, yeah. where's, where's my, my gun? gun? Yeah. And then James goes, Bulka's just dead in a corner. <laughs> but a beautiful, he left beautiful a beautiful corpse, corpse behind. <laughs> And selfishly, I'm going to say my favorite one, which was, um, I'm Queen Elvana, and I have 16 butt holes. Let's go! <laughs> Thank you so much for letting me lead the Q&A. I super appreciate it. This is Valdine's wife. Please back off. No. <laughs> um, thank you all for listening and getting through a very difficult time. I hope we had a good chance to remember the good times you know, make some notes for next time and, uh, <laughs> and process our, our grief and joy of this whole story. Well, I do have one final question for all of you, and I would like you to answer all together if you can. What kind of soda does a pixie love? Sprite! <laughs> and that'll do it. Uh, ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends, thank you so much for listening to the Dimension Door podcast. Uh, we will be back with more information in approximately three Months. All right. Goodbye. Bye. 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 We love you. Hasta la vista.